We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live, in-game odds on every major sports, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have our Detroit Lions versus the Seattle Seahawks game preview. We're going to break down the game, and we're also going to talk about some future draft picks later in the episode, all on episode 221 of the Pride Podcast. With the seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell. Tackle, Oregon. He's gonna run it straight in! Jared Goldberg! Yes. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! DJ Hawkins, yes. they did it! They tied it! They're an extra point away from winning this game! Oh, baby, how big is that? <laughs> Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 221 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Tyler, joined by my two guys. As always, we've got a full squad today. Malcolm, here. How are you boys doing today on this lovely Wednesday night? Woo! Man, I am doing great. It's great to be back with you guys. I missed last episode. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well, man. This is our last episode of the year. And yep. it was a phenomenal year again, um, even better year than we did last year. So I want to thank you guys all again for all the support, continued support that you guys just, you know, had with us since the whole year and starting back all the way in January when we did the senior bowl all the way till now talking about week 17 versus Seattle Seahawks. The continued support throughout the whole process is has been, you know, under it, it. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. So I want to thank you guys all again and uh, happy new year's as you guys are listening to this around new year's time. So, Happy New Year's to everybody. I hope you guys all had a great holidays as well. So with that being said, let's get into the preview of the Lions and Seahawks. But before we do that, we have to talk about some injury news. 
And we got to talk about damn COVID, man. We got to talk about the new update of who's on the COVID list, who's been activated, because like we said, it's the extra caveat of what's going around the NFL, and we got to mention everything. So I'm going to kick it off to you, Pierre. Update the listeners. What's going on with the Detroit Lions organization? All right, so I'm going to go up. I'm going to take some COVID injury, some injury and COVID, not the injury report, but it's just like injury updates and COVID updates. So Jared Goff cleared protocols. Josh Reynolds and Steven Montez, they tested positive for COVID. They still could be back. We'll see. Um, Shane Silstra's season is over. He broke his kneecap. Um, the tight end. And then, okay, here we go, guys. Ready? This happened all yesterday, these moves. The Lions placed Josh Woods on IR. They placed Brock Wright on the COVID list. They activated Sean Cornell from um, NFI. They signed linebacker Curtis Bolton to the active roster. They signed Jared Pinky from the Rams practice squad to the Lions active roster. They signed wide receiver Juan Green and tight end Ross Travis to the practice squad. And they released cornerback Chris Williamson from the practice squad. All right, we're not done yet. We're almost there, guys. The <laughs> Lions ahead. activated offensive lineman Matt Nelson and wide receiver Trinity Benson from the COVID list. And then we have more. The Lions placed defensive lineman Michael Brockers and guard Halopate Vatai on the COVID list. They also placed uh, practice squad wide receiver Gmo on the COVID list. And then, um, yeah, so there's a lot going on. Wow. Who the fuck are these guys? Well, Tyler, <laughs> the reason why you say that is because right now, uh, Hawkinson is on IR. Shane Zilstra is hurt. Brock Wright is on the COVID list. So they signed a tight end from the Rams practice squad. And they basically signed two tight ends to the to the practice squad. They're probably going to elevate them um, on Sunday. or Like, you know, the kind of regular meme. Who, who the fuck is this guy? Who are these guys? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that, that's exactly what's going through my mind when Pierre was reading that, that list. Pinkney, huh? Who? Yes, if Moran's practice squad. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> uh, like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Like, you know, congratulations to these guys getting opportunities. But, like, I feel like, you know, when, you know, me and Malcolm were just talking about a little bit the Pistons and Knicks game right before we started because they played, you know, as they were recording this. And the Pistons have, like, a million COVID cases. I'm like, you know, we our whole team is, is more than half our team right now is on 10-day hardship contracts right now. That's how I feel right now with the Lions right now. It is actually insane. Yeah, so Tyler, actually they had it they had to convert about a million of Halopa Baitai's contract into a signing bonus so they could create cash space because they had no cash space with all the injuries going on. It they needed insane. money to sign guys. Wow. You know Baitai is also gonna be here next year too. That's, yeah, that's the most Campbell said they like him. Um I mean, so he's, he's gonna be here next year. He's had a good year. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a good year. Yeah. But the crazy thing is too, with you know, not even like the cap space, because that's you know one thing, but there was a point, and I think we're getting to that point right now, too, that they ran out of jersey numbers. So, you know, like, how, like the unwritten rules, like you couldn't wear nine, you can't wear 81. We couldn't even enforce those rules anymore because we ran out of jersey numbers. So we had to have, I believe it was Savion Smith uh, at practice. He switches number now. But at, at a point, he had to wear number nine at practice because we ran out of numbers. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah he yeah. did. So, well, I mean, poor Savion Smith comes to the situation. He's happy he's been on the 53-man roster. Just to say, hey, we're out of numbers. You have to wear number nine, who has been an absolute icon to the organization for 12 years. Yeah, that's your number. No. And poor guy. It happened. It happened. And poor guy, Corey Woods from Woodward Sports, posted a picture. This was so uncalled for. He posted a picture of him at practice uh, of his jersey number <laughs> saying someone's wearing number nine. Poor Savion Smith is getting a bunch of shit on Twitter for wearing number nine. Like he chose a number. I didn't poor even guy. see that. And, and, that includes, and that includes Malcolm Hart. 
I saw he gave yeah. him shit. He goes, he goes, get this buddy off my roster right now. <laughs> you, know, you know what I did? I um I, I made a post and I said um I said Lions, I need speech to the Lions management department and yeah, I was saying that they need to they need to fix this immediately. Or just give me two free tickets for the inconvenience because I wasn't too happy. Yeah, poor buddies. I mean, <laughs> yes. I, I mean, poor I was buddies. just trying to get tickets. I was, I was, I was going to see if they're going to bite the, bite the, um, <laughs> bite the bait. Yeah, poor buddy gets an opportunity to be on a fifty-three man roster just to wear number nine and get a bunch of shit from the fan base. It was just uncalled for. You but, cannot wear number nine and number eighty-one. That's yeah. No, it, it, it was actually it was actually two numbers. It was, it was two numbers. It was number nine and number um, the Mulebacks number. It was 40, 48. 48. Yeah, forty-eight was yeah. with you too. Disrespectful. We can never work number four. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, they'll never enforce. I mean, if they didn't do it for Jason Hansen's number four, there's no way that they'll do it for Don Mulebag as much as I would love to believe that, but it's not happening. Yeah, yeah it's not happening. But it's just absolutely crazy times right now in, in our society, crazy times in the NFL, yep. just in sports in general with COVID injuries yep. Yep. and – Man, like injuries was already crazy enough. Also, um, I want to give a – we didn't mention this before the show, and I, I feel like that was really un, like unnecessary. We should have mentioned this. John Madden passed away, and I want to send my condolences to his family and the whole NFL universe for what he did for the game in general. Um, you know, I think you can mention with anyone – any age group, you can mention John Madden, and they'll know who he is. He's had some type of mark on you in some type of way. If it's my generation, it's, you know, relatively probably the game of Madden. You play the video game. After his impact really comes from my generation. Um, right. If you're a little older, maybe you know, like you're, you know, mid forties, maybe later thirties, you maybe got some, you know, with the broadcasting. Okay. Yeah. And then even maybe before that, if you were know, old enough, his coaching. So you know, he's made an impact in every single way in the NFL for you know people like us from his video game to kind of get more knowledge from it, just because of you know the you know, creativity of the video game. So he has teached a bunch of different generations and the mark that he's made is just absolutely unbelievable. So my condolences, rest in peace, the goat, John Madden, man. Yeah, man. What he did, bro, as a coach at 10 years, he retired at age of 42. And then I watched the documentary, basically didn't really want to get into broadcasting, tried it out, was a like all-star in that. And then, I mean, the video game just speaks for itself. Like still everyone going. plays it. It's still going on. And I hoped in 2022, 23, they, 23, my bad, they put his face on it. Has yeah, to be him. He deserves it. He has yeah, to be on the cover. That's how they were, like, the first couple games, like, when they first released couple. the games. A couple? Yeah, yeah like, the you first You mean one. the first 10? Yeah, like, I was going to say, like, the first 10-ish, they were John Madden. I think they didn't put somebody on the cover until, like, 2001? It was 2001 or two. yeah. I was looking at all the covers yeah. Um, not too long ago. Yeah, it used to be John Madden for, like, the first 10 years. If you played on the N64 or um, GameCube, like, whatever you used to play. I remember my first Madden was 2005. Uh, I had the one with Ray Lewis on the cover. It was on my GameCube. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, Tyler. You just show your age, man. That's my first Madden I've ever had. Wow. Did you get the first one? No, no. Um, The first Madden I played, I believe, was Madden 97. 97, okay. Yeah. But I just wasn't really into that much football. Um, yeah. You know, my younger, younger, younger years. I was more into basketball. And, and I'm playing people, like NBA Live and stuff like that. And and people are probably thinking Madden 05. Like, oh, you probably think I'm older. No, I only got Madden 05 because on clearance. I, there's probably the real year of that game being out was probably like Madden 8 or something like that. But <laughs> <laughs> I, my, my mom was not paying the price on the new one. So she's like, we can go to the clearance rack of GameStop and end up being Madden 5 uh, with Ray Lewis. But I, I 
grinded the shit out of that game. I remember I played it all the time on my GameCube. But Pierre, what's your first experience you, you can remember with Madden? Um, I don't necessarily remember my first experience, but I'll say this: like with my cousins, we'd have like Madden tournaments sometimes at our house and stuff, and it would be fun. And it's just like, just like the impact he made on people, man. From the younger generation, he brought people together. In football, I mean, sometimes people watched football because he was announcing the games, right? I feel like Gus Johnson, kind of the broadcaster right now, you get excited to like for him to announce a game. I feel like that's the kind of impact. I didn't necessarily watch him broadcast, but I feel like that's the kind of impact he had back in the day. And then you watch some of his clips. This guy was circling everything. And he was making jokes. I watched that commander, and he was pretty cool, man. Yeah, he was. Man. He did. He did all Monday night footballs. All the Monday night football games. And that's when Monday night was huge. That's like when Monday night was the game of the week. Because I know now it's kind of transitioned almost Sunday night football. Yeah. But yeah, that's when Monday night was hot at the time. It was. Yeah. So, I mean, rest in peace, the GOAT again. Had a huge impact on all of us. I told you, you could bring up any generation. They'll have some type of story with John Madden. It's unbelievable of how the impact he had on every generation. So, rest in peace again to John Madden. So, with that being said, let's get into the injury report of the Seattle Seahawks and the Detroit Lions. So, Pierre, I'm going to kick it off to you. What's Seattle's injury report looking like? Um, all right. So, guard Gabe Jackson with a knee. These are the guys all who didn't practice. Gabe Jackson, knee, linebacker John. Man, I don't know. Radigan with a knee injury. Carlos Dunlap, non-injury related, resting. Dwayne Brown, non-injury related, resting. Defense tackle, Al Woods, shoulder. Um, offense tackle Brandon Shell shoulder wide receiver DK Metcalf foot defense tackle Puna for concussion. You got some starters in here other than the non rest guy, so this is something to monitor. And then limited was Alex Collins with an abdomen injury, and then the full injury was Freddie Swain wide receiver center Ethan Zepochich, uh, long snapper Tyler Ott, safety Quandre Diggs, defense tackle Brian Moan, and running back Rashad Penny. Those guys those are, are full, those are full participants. Okay. Yeah. All right, uh, going on to the Lions report. So we mentioned all the COVID stuff. So not all those guys are going to be in the injury report because if you're on the COVID list, you don't count against the 53. So right. the guys that do count against the 53 are starting off with fullback Jason Kabinda. He did not participate on Wednesday. Uh, Jared Goff, dealing with a knee injury, was activated off the COVID list, did not practice. So he is listed as day-to-day. So that's going to be something to keep up with throughout the week if Jared Goff ends up you know, lacing it up and plays this Sunday versus Seahawks. Uh, you got Jalen Reeves, Jalen Reeves Maven with a shoulder. He was limited. And then your full participants, you got DeAndre Swift and Julian Aquara. You're getting DeAndre Swift back this week. So for you fantasy owners in the fantasy championship right now, you can maybe lock in DeAndre Swift in your running back spot right now because he is expected to play this week. Yep. yep. Detroit Lions football is finally back. And there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Detroit Lions tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that all the other ticket sites charges, which let them guarantee the best price on all the NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you find a better price for the same seats on another ticket site, Tipic would give you 110% of the difference in your purchase price. So if you're headed to Seattle to watch your Detroit Lions take on the Seattle Seahawks, then TickPick got you covered. Visit TickPick.com slash Pride Podcast today. Save $10 on your first order of your Detroit Lions tickets. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. Let's talk about this Seattle Seahawks offense. And I, I just want to say... This is bound to happen, Seattle. And you've you've been bailed out for many, many years to have the production that you've been getting because Seattle was bound to fail for many years with the roster that they constructed for many years. But you had one player and one player in specific that kept you guys in so many games for multiple years, and that's number three, Russell Wilson. And, you know, he obviously hasn't been the same Russell Wilson as we've seen in the past. And that's why you're seeing the collapse of the Seattle Seahawks. This team is terribly constructed. This team pisses me off. I hate the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, Tyler. Um, I think maybe that's a little with a thumb injury. I, I don't necessarily know why he's struggling or not playing like to the level he's playing. But man, bro, just the way the Seahawks are constructed, their O line is bad, their D line is bad. They traded two first round picks for Jamal Adams. They paid him a lot of money, and he's out. Even when he's played, though, he hasn't really lived up to that deal. He hasn't lived up to any of that. They're wide receivers. They're pretty dangerous. But man, other than that, bro, this kind of feels like sort of like the Lions with Stafford under Patricia. Like you got Russell Wilson, you got his weapons. The offense is decent. The defense is eh. This team is so terribly constructed. It pisses me off that they've been good for so many years. Like I know they only won one Super Bowl, which is still a Super Bowl at the end of the day. So I shouldn't be playing yeah. that lightly. But like you know, those early years they had good teams. But like the last three, four ish years, especially the last three years, I'll say since like twenty eighteen till now. That team pisses me off because every year I predict them, like, they're going to be the last in the West. Or they're going to be second to last in the West. And they find a way every single year to host a home playoff game. I'm like, how? How are they here? They're not a good team. <laughs> and I have so much respect for Russell Wilson because I think he's such a good quarterback. But it just shows how bad this team is when he's not, you know, playing at an elite, elite level right now because he's not playing at that super elite level and you're seeing the team struggle right now. What are they have five wins right now? Lost the bears at home with Nick Foles as starting quarterback. You are a disgrace. You are a disgrace, Seattle. Terrible team. Terrible. Nick Foles. They lost to Nick fucking Foles. I mean, I don't know. 
I don't, I don't understand how people like the Seattle Seahawks. Unless you're from Seattle, I understand. But I, I don't understand how people like the Seattle Seahawks. They are a very frustrating team. Dude, I don't know why you're so pissed about Seattle. Yeah, man. That's, yeah, you, have a lot of anger. you have a lot of anger towards the Seattle Seahawks. Because they always manage to win 10 games, 11 games. Why the hell do they get that? What, what do they because deserve they, they, to get that? They find a way to win, Tyler. It, it happens. But it pisses me off because, like, I, I've been a fan for the Lions, and the most I've ever seen them win is one season they had 11 wins. But these motherfuckers, they, they 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 had it for good for so many years. Oh, I'm loving this right. Keep it, going, Tyler. It, it pisses me off. It pisses me off because they don't know how to construct a team. Their draft picks, every draft analysis, you know, and I know they don't have a job, whatever, as a GM or whatever. But they get shitted on with shitty draft grades every year, and I'll, I'll be one of them. They have a shitty draft every single year. They don't know how to draft. They don't know how to sign free agents. They've me and Pierre talked about this for the show. They have made one good move in the last three years as far as a trade. And that's because our stupid-ass organization, the Lions, handed this player for them for free. And that's Kawandre Diggs. Everything else about this team sucks. You mentioned the good receiving core. You mentioned the good quarterback, Kawandre Diggs. Other than that, cut this whole team. I hate this team. I mean, they got DK Metcalf. No, they have a good draft. They they drafted him. Yeah, I mean, sure. Good. Yeah. Everything else? Fucking ass! I hate the CLC. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> they have an okay running game. Rashad Penny's coming to his own. He's coming to his own. And before him, you know, they always had a running game with Carson. And yeah, it's you know, I I, I don't I don't dislike the Seahawks. As it's much just as like yeah, it's like uh... I think what's happened is. Pete Carroll kind of like been there too long and he's kind of like gotten comfortable. That's another guy. I can't. I think it's kind of like time to start over for Seattle, but you guys want to get into the the matchup for Seattle? Yeah, let's go ahead, man. Man, I got to watch Pete Carroll chew his bubble gum, cheerleader, and act like a cheerleader on the sidelines. My goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, Tyler. Get into the the Seattle Seahawks offense. All right. So they are, um, where is it right here? They have the Terrible. 28th passing offense, and they have the 20th rushing offense ranked. So they've struggled this year, man. And that has to do maybe with Russell Wilson getting injured. He hurt his thumb. Then Geno Smith came, and he won him a game, I believe. Um, after that, it's kind of been – it's been a mess. Did Geno win a game? He won – I think he won him a game. Well, when Russell Wilson got hurt, he came in and won him the game. No, they lost that game to the Rams. They lost. That was he a didn't Thursday win the night game? game. I don't think he won. I thought he, he played a game. I'm tripping. He, All right. I'll I'll um, look it up for you. I'll I'll confirm this, but I remember him starting three games. I thought he lost all three, but I might be wrong. I'll I'll look it up right now. You well, just he only it. he only started three games? He started versus yeah, because they had so the bye week so, and Russell missed so, three games. So Russell only wow, he only missed three weeks. Yeah. I think they lost all three because I remember they played the Saints on Monday night. I'm pretty sure they lost that game. I know they lost the Rams on Thursday night. Yeah, they lost and the Steelers. They lost the Rams. Steelers, they lost all three. All right, so that was my fault. Um, anyways, I mean their line's a mess, right? Right now they have Brandon Shell. He's injured. They have Gabe Jackson. He's also injured. That's their right tackle. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, Pierre's right. They beat the they beat the Jags. Did he start? Yeah, Geno Smith started. They won thirty-one seven to the Jags. No, you beat Urban Meyer. That's that's Urban Meyer, yeah. Congratulations. All right. (laughs) You you give him a slow clap? Is that that what this is, a slow clap? You beat Urban Meyer, (laughs) who kicked his kicker. (laughs) God damn. Uh, Sorry, Pierre, go ahead. So their O-line's a mess, man. Their O-line's a mess, bro. They they don't have a good O-line. I don't know if you guys remember Damian Lewis from from LSU LSU. a few years ago. He's 
he's been like average, below average. They got Ethan Pochich at center. I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but this guy, he's given up 16 pressures and two sacks and one penalty. I mean, they're just Gabe Jackson, right? Let's look at Gabe Jackson. He's given up three sacks, has four penalties, given up 35 pressures, right? I mean, I could go on and on. Uh, Shell, their right tackle, he's given up 21 pressures, three sacks. They're a mess on the offensive line. And they have been for multiple years. They I'm have sure. been forever, yeah. Uh, Dwayne Brown is okay, but he's getting older right now. What is he, like 33? Is he? He's 36. Wow, okay. Dwayne Brown's 36, their left tackle. Um, I think the Lions, This remember how I said, like, the other, who did we, the Cardinals, we caused some issues on their O-line. I think we could cause some issues up front for Seattle. Um, you know, we used to say, like, cause some issues, like, kind of as like hyperbole it's like okay if it happens it happens we never actually did it but as of recently we were actually getting pressure like atlanta had a, yeah atlanta's at a bad offensive line got three sacks in the first drive of the game and then arizona we got some pretty consistent pressure um and then this game i i expect to get some consistent pressure too and you're playing another bad offensive line and you're getting another pass rusher back that looks like this week too and julian aquara and i'm excited to see what he could do these last two games i think th- these could be some valuable you know, reps for him these last two games because, you know, he's a young player still trying to come onto his own. So I think there's some valuable time for him, and I'm excited to see what he could do these last two games, and especially with the good matchup this week. Well, what scares me, Tyler, is obviously you got Russell Wilson, you got Lockin, you got DK Metcalf. Those guys could get hot. That's what's scary. This is the biggest task for the Lions corners. You know, we've we've been running with these really inexperienced young corners, some new players at a new spot, Will Harris. Um you got Fatu Melifano making his second career start. And then AJ Parker, he's been really good for your team all in, like all year. So I'm not really worried about him. But um, the main guys, obviously, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. It's going to be a big task for Will Harrison, Melifano. They're probably biggest test that they've had since being as a pro. And, you know, you're playing a good quarterback as well, Russell Wilson, even though he's not the same. Russell Wilson has been in the couple, last couple weeks. But, um, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, big what they could do with these corners. Yeah, it's still dangerous. He's still dangerous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Those guys, you know, I mean, Russell Wilson still has that arm. He could still move. I think you still have to contain the pocket because when he gets out of the pocket, that's when he gets dangerous. Like, he makes those throws on the run. We talk about that in the Lions. I think they'll be prepared for that. They did that with Kyler. They did a good job with that with Lamar. I think they'll be fine uh, with Russell. They just got to contain the pocket. Don't let him get out of the pocket. Yeah, and and don't let him extend plays like like you said, like not get out of the pocket, but you know he'll he'll like circle around in the backfield and extend plays, and you don't want him to do that because these guys they're like the freestyle kings. <laughs> Once he starts improvising and they just create, and you don't want that to happen. That's when they get on fire too. When he gets out of the pocket, that's when he makes all those big plays. Yeah, man. Um, an extra. Extra caveat to this game, and this is typical of Seattle, and it rains a lot, but 70% chance of rain on Sunday. That could work in our favor. It could, but it could not either. But, yeah, you have the more dominant run game, I believe, in this. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because if, if you're limiting Russell passing the ball, I think that would definitely favor you of winning the game. If the game comes down to the trenches, the Lions should be able to win this game, honestly. Yeah, because, I mean – if you guys want to get into their defense, their defense is a mess too. They're their trying best to pass hey, pressure they're... It's Carlos Dunlap, and he's like, he they traded for him last year, and he's how old is he? No, he's 32. Right. He's got to be 33. He's 32, turning 33 soon. Um, 
I don't know, man. Not a good team, man. This is not a good team. And it's not been a good team for a while. But, yeah, you, you got mismatch on both sides. And if it comes down to the game of trenches, I think the Lions should be able to win this game. I really, Or at least they should have a really good shot to win this game. Yeah, they should. Um... Both sides of the football. Lions have better trenches than the Seattle Seahawks. Offensive line, defensive line. The, the Lions team... are the things to if they don't come back from COVID, is um, Vitae and Brockers. Those are two key still, pieces. Uh, st- still a big advantage, in my opinion, of both sides of the trenches. Maybe defensive line a little suspect, but offensive line, I think we definitely have the edge over them. Not even close, in my opinion. Yeah, you could put in Kramer. Kramer's been decent. Put in, put in Panay Sewell, Taylor Decker. Panay Sewell alone is, I'll take, you know, is, is better than any of those guys <laughs> by far. Yeah, by far. I still think, I still think the X Factor will be the quarterback, though. Oh yeah, definitely. For, oh, yeah. for Detroit, um, if golf plays, that I think Detroit has a really big shot to win. But if he doesn't play, I mean, I don't know. It could be a long day. You got DeAndre uh, Swift coming back to the run game has been good with whoever's been running the ball. But you got DeAndre Swift, your most dominant back this week. Which I got a question for you guys. So DeAndre Swift coming back for these last two games. Um, do you guys like that decision of him coming back, or would you rather just see him shut it down and be ready for 2022? I personally would have shut him down, but Campbell said they think they want to develop him more and he's not where like they think he could be yet. So I get why they're playing him. But I personally shut him down. If I was the coach, I would probably shut him down because he's dealt with so many injuries, man. Just he let that body rest up and get ready for next year. But I get what they want to do. They want to develop him in these final two games, and I don't blame them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I personally would be on the boat as well as shutting him down just – See what you got in these other young backs. You got two more games to kind of prove themselves. You want to see another week of Craig Reynolds potentially, or you know, if Jamar Jefferson's out there, maybe I don't know. Like I, 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 I wouldn't mind these last two games seeing a little more Craig Reynolds, just see what he could do for the last two games. Because I, I, I think we know what Swift is already. I don't know if we necessarily need more games to see what he could do. I guess they said they want to see more and develop him more, but I, I don't know. I feel like Swift is this. This is DeAndre Swift, and that's a perfectly fine model. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he's reached the ceiling yeah. yet. He, he, I don't think he reached it yet. Well, he, like, needs, he needs to be, be more consistent. He needs okay. to be a better runner. He has to work on his like by better runner. I mean, like sometimes he takes the wrong hole, like he runs into his lineman, and sometimes he needs to learn how to break tackles too. So I, I think it's there's something he needs to work on. Yeah, I, I just wonder how much he could pick up in these last two games. Is my question. That's why I would probably just shut him down, especially with the injury history of DeAndre Swift. Malcolm, do you agree with the weaknesses like with Swift? What I just said. Sometimes, like he runs into his own guys, and sometimes, yeah. I like, mean, he, he doesn't have like he doesn't have like he. You'll see games from him. You're like, oh shit, like wow, you know. Especially when, he, especially when he's in space. When he's in space, he's probably over. one of the best in the league as far as you know making a guy miss and then you know taking it, you know making a big play. But yeah, man, uh, he needs to be a better runner. He needs to be a more consistent runner. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I just. It is it's whatever, but you know, always been like that. This 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 stuff like this, this it's always been like that. Like you remember, remember a few years ago, we were having the same discussion about carry on. Like yeah. yeah. it's the same thing, and I was like, you know, he, he's good. Play him. He wants to play. He needs to play. And this that is like was a little, situation. Yeah, this was a little different for me because I thought carry on could have proved something a little bit more, but um, and he was like consistently injured too. But yeah, I don't know, man. It is what it is. The Stafford one pissed me off last. So that's one that pissed me off. That was just Stafford just saying, "Hey, man, I'm here. I want to." Play. You know, Stafford is you're like not going. You're not going to bench me. You know, it's especially Stafford is like, look, this is my last year, anyways. Yeah, 
just play me. Let me let me give let me give something for it to 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 the city of Detroit. You got to yeah. respect him for that. Like I respect I respect Stafford alone, but it was just irresponsible to the, from the coaching staff in the front office knowing that he's likely to be a, a potential trade candidate and to risk losing assets if he suffered another injury was you know that, that's a bit irresponsible. Well, those two bozos probably knew they were going to get fired, so they just they were gone by then. No, 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 they were gone by then. This was. I'm saying that's when ownership that's when ownership should have stepped up at that point. Oh, you're talking Bevel with Bevel? Yeah, I'm saying that's when ownership should have stepped up at that point. Said close this thing down and we're gonna evaluate the situation, let the new regime decide what they want to do with him. That's what I would have done. But, but it is what it is. They yeah. played him, he didn't get hurt, we got our assets, so I'm not mad anymore. But at the time <laughs> when he was running out there for those last four games, I was furious. <laughs> <laughs> I was serious. It is. I didn't care, man. I get you respecting him for doing that, man. I, I think he wanted him. to also play for Bevel too, right? Because like That's there was true. like there was uh, rumors. I don't know how true these were, but they were saying like Stafford didn't really like Patricia, and then Bevel kind of like fixed some things with that relationship. I, I respect Stafford for going out there and and playing, but I thought. That's you know that's in the past, so it's whatever, right. That's but. whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Swift. I mean, yes. I, I I'm not as passionate about DeAndre Swift missing these last two games as I was last year about Matthew Stafford. Swift is on your team. He's not Matthew Stafford where he has all that luxury where he's you know I I I think he's a good back as he is now. But I think you guys make a good point. You know, he still has more to prove, and you know he could be a better player. I personally wish I'm down, but I'm not. You know, it, it is kind of like the carry on situation almost to a certain degree. It's not a huge yeah. deal if he plays. Um, and if he doesn't play, it's not a huge deal either way. But I personally wish I'm down, but it, like it, it is what it is. If they want to see more out of him, they want to see more out of him. And yeah. you got two games to do that. Right. So that's with DeAndre coming back. But going back into this game, um, but if you have DeAndre Swift and it comes down to the trenches, I think that's where it really favors the Lions and where you could maybe steal a game potentially. Yeah, you look at their edges, man. They're not – like you could run at Darrell Taylor, right? Run at the left side, right? He's not that good at setting the edge. So we're running at Darrell Taylor. Um, PFF gives him a 41.2 run defense grade. So you could you could exploit that. We talk about exploiting different matchups. That, that's one where you could just run it on the left side, have Jonah Jackson, Taylor Decker do some work, maybe put a tight end on that side, help him out a little. Just attack him. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting who's going to be starting at tight end this week. If you have no Brock Wright, he lost Zystra. Jared um, Pinky. Pinkney. <laughs> that, that is crazy. Cabinda, too. I mean, that's tough, too. I, we talk about a lot of our running game. Those two guys, those three guys, Cabinda, Wright, and Hawkinson, they were big in the running game, especially Cabinda. Now you lose all of them. Brock Wright was known for his blocking. Now you lose all those guys, and you probably have to bring in Matt Nelson, maybe Will Holden together as blocking tight ends. Then Jared Pinky, I think that's what they'll do. Maybe the guys they signed – they signed to the practice why they might elevate them. We'll see. Yeah, they, um, yeah. they have no guys that like have been here the whole year, at least for even like two weeks. Everyone else is brand new. Like Zilstra, at least was a, a, you know, he was picked up after the preseason and they got him to the P squad. And then Brock Wright was with us in the preseason. Um, like Pickney, we just picked him up yesterday. I think he was with us in training camp. If I'm not mistaken, with Jared Pink. I want to be I want to be shocked that would make sense. He was he was with the Lions. Um, Let's see. Okay. uh, I don't even remember. I remember Elise Mack and Brock. I don't remember Pickney. So on September second, twenty twenty one, Pinky signed to the Detroit Lions practice squad. He was released on October twelfth. Okay, so he has some familiarity. So he was on the practice squad for a little over a month. 
Okay, that makes me a little more comfortable because I thought he was just a brand new, brand new body, brand new everything just coming in this week to start at tight end and he had no connection. But okay, he has some familiarity with the offense, so that yeah shouldn't make you I wouldn't say comfortable, but more comfortable. I mean it is I what guess. it is. <laughs> you can't like at this point of this season, and a lot of teams are dealing with not just the lines, there's so much COVID crap going on all around the league. Mm-hmm. It just sucks. They 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 also changed the protocols. Did you guys see that? Yeah, it's yeah. five days instead of ten days now. It's five days instead of ten days. Even if you're unvaccinated, you just have to have, I think, like no symptoms or something. Or yeah. I forgot exactly what they were. I wonder how many players are going to say they don't that they don't have any symptoms. Yeah, I mean, if you're playing for a playoff game, are you going to come up to the team doctor and say, "Oh, let's just go into college football"? Like Aiden Hutchinson, if he was feeling sick, you think he's going to miss his game versus Georgia? Um. You think Jonathan Taylor misses? You want to get other people sick. You want to get other people sick though, too. You want to get your teammates sick, and potentially screw up the following week. I don't know, man. But they have, especially for college kids right now, they have a lot on the line right now. And I, I don't see them wanting. I, no one's reporting to the team doctor right now. Nobody's reporting to the team doctor. Why would they? <laughs> you got a lot on the line. It's just if I have a sore throat, okay, I play with the sore throat. They're not going to think twice of it. I wouldn't think twice of it if I was in their situation. I'm eating hard. I have an opportunity to be the number one pick. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to go ball. I don't care about a sore throat. I don't care about a runny nose. I'm going to go so ball. So I guess I'm reading it here. I guess you could have symptoms, but they have to be improved. Like they have to be like, they can't be like. I mean, we're at that point. I'm not trying to get too political. It's, it's not even trying to be political. It, we have to move along as a league. If guys are comfortable playing, there's zero symptoms going. 97% of the league's vaccinated. We, we, we got to move along as a league. I think, Tyler, I think, like, this is kind of going to become a norm, right? You see it everywhere. You see yeah, people. A, for example, yeah. I had a couple family members that tested positive. Nothing is wrong with them. They're fine. They're they're all, they're all out of quarantine now. But um, I'm seeing this. I have a friend right now who tested positive. He's fine. But everyone's just getting COVID. You're seeing the NBA and the NFL. The NHL canceled their season for now. I don't know when they're it's going to come back. They're back today. They're back? I thought they canceled today, it's, too. It, they, they took, like, a week. The Red Wings took off. They're postponing games, but a lot of teams are back. Okay, so, yeah, so um, it, it's a mess. It's it's going on everywhere, and the NBA also changed their protocols, too, to, f- I think, five days now, too, instead of ten. Yeah, I mean, we got to move along as a league. I mean, the product of the field, I'm just talking from a sports perspective, it's getting bad. And I'll tell you, Malcolm, too, he, he's a betting man. He, like, he likes betting. How this terrible, is, how terrible is betting right now? This is awful. This, this Are you even betting. touching these games? Are you even, like, betting? I, I'm, I'm betting, bro, but it's like you'll bet on a game and then, like, you are like you find out, like, oh, shit, there's no Giannis. Like, yeah. oh, he has COVID. Like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> and they get killed. <laughs> like, you're like, damn it, man. So, yeah, betting is, is, is much harder. These it's spreads, harder. These spreads are jumping like crazy. It's like one day the Bucks are favored by seven, and then you'll see tomorrow Giannis is in health and protocols. Now, let's say they're playing the Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte Hornets are now fourteen point favorites. Like that's how it goes, and it's crazy right now. Yeah, yeah I personally wouldn't touch those games, but uh... <laughs> no, hell no. I think as a betting man or whoever bets right now, it's tough right now. It doesn't mm-hmm. even seem fun right now. It is. You gotta, you gotta you gotta check. It's fun if you win. You, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta bet uh, like the hour of, and then you gotta check like the report, mm-hmm. and see who's out and who's in. The crazy thing is though, these guys could get it like a minute before game time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can get it in game. They can get it in the game and be pulled in the middle of the game. 
And then also regarding COVID, Tyler, like you have teams right now fighting for the playoffs and you also have fancy playoffs. Some, some people fancy playoffs, big deal. They put a lot of money into it. Yep. Like some leagues, they go crazy in it, right? Thank God. Maybe there's there's a big, yeah. So that's big too. Like a lot of money's on the line with betting, with fantasy sports, even with playoffs. Um, There's a lot of stuff going on right now and I'm kind of happy they switched to the five days instead of the 10 day stuff. Yeah. Kind of. It kind of affected me in fantasy playoffs because I was in the semifinals. I was just going to uh, ask that. I was just I mean, going to ask that. Yeah, I'm not in a big money league or anything like that. It's just like a $50 buy-in. So, like, it is what it is. But no Travis Kelsey last week. That was my starting tight end, second-round pick. One of my top picks, you know, whole year. And I couldn't play him. And he, and I think every fantasy football player could relate. You know how hard it is to get tight ends in, the, in fantasy football because there's not that many good ones. Yeah. Right. Or consistent ones, I should say. And it's really difficult. Especially now, bro. Everyone's on COVID. Like I know. That's what that's why Kelsey missed was because of COVID. Kelsey missed Hawk. I mean Hawk is injured. You got so it was fancy playoffs what last week, right? This is the finals this week. This final, so what you got bounced? So I'm in the finals in two of my three leagues, but my league with Travis Kelsey I missed. You got bounced, okay. I mean you still made a fire. Yeah, yeah, you, you got, got well, two, two that's out pretty three. impressive. Two out of yeah. three, that's good. And then I'm in the I'm playing for the third place game in my other one. So Okay. Okay, that's pretty impressive though. Two out of three, not bad. Yeah, so I, I'm just talking about the the state of football though, man. Yeah, but and just the state of sports, man. I'm just so sick of COVID, and we we at a point just have to come where if these guys are feeling fine, I feel like we just got to play. Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of with you there. Not, not to make a political or anything, but yeah, I'm not trying to get too political. But I'm just. Saying, I don't think I'm this not, is necessarily political. I'm like, just trying. I'm saying with us. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying for the state of sports, like guys, how much more enjoyable is it when the big stars play? I can't watch the NBA when Joe Johnson's back on the court. Greg Monroe is playing right now. He played well. I so wouldn't Joe. be surprised if they said they extend. I wouldn't be surprised if they extend his contract. I so Joe. But, like, okay, I, I can't oh, even man. watch the Pistons he's, right now. But Greg Monroe, like, we're, we're looking at Greg Monroe. We're thinking, like, he's, like, 40 years old. He's only 31 <laughs> years old. He's yeah, young. He was a first-round pick not that long ago for the Pistons. Yeah, he was, he was solid with the Pistons, and he got really bad. Yeah, he's, he's he's thirty one, so I think he may he may get a shot, another shot in the league. I, I mean, do. Bro, look, the the I, Pistons have like I don't even know who the hell's on the roster right yeah, now. Yeah, dude, oh. I, I I look from the other perspective. It is cool that these guys are getting opportunities to kind of like you right. know make a name for themselves again. 100%. Like that, that that's the cool part. But like, how many fans are really interested in that? They're they're more interested in seeing Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, or in basketball. They, like NBA Christmas was ruined this year. Because all those guys were missing. There was no Trey Young when the Knicks and, and Hawks played. He still won. Yeah, you killed them. <laughs> Damn right. Yeah. Um, the Lakers had Stanley Johnson, I think, starting that game. Stan, Stanimal. Stanley Johnson was starting in that, in that basketball game. So it's just. It's, 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 it's rough man. for people who's paying to go to those games. Oh, yeah. I would have paid it. Yeah, paid it's it. rough to, to pay to go, you know, watch a game with all the stars out. That's it's, that's tough. Yeah. And I was considering going to this game. You know, they were recording the Pistons Knicks because I wanted to see Malcolm see the Knicks. And then, like, you know, if Cade was playing and them, I would go. But, I mean, we were starting Derek Walton. And no offense to Derek Walton, I'm not paying money to watch Derek Walton. And they almost and they almost beat us. They did. I didn't even watch the game. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he told me that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know, man. Crazy times in sports. Crazy yeah, man. Times, man. I hope you guys are all, I hope everyone's just staying safe, man, right now during all this stuff that's going on with COVID and stuff. Yep. So, all right, let's get back into uh, 
Seattle. Yeah. All right. Um, what else do we got on Seattle? Their trenches so, suck. Let's talk about their their back seven. I think their back seven is decent, right? You got Bobby Wagner, Quandre Diggs. Um, the linebacker, Jordan Brooks, he hasn't really lived up to the first round hype, but he, he's a decent linebacker. He's not like he's trash. Their corners have been somewhat average to okay. I don't know. Like They don't really have a shutdown corner, but it's not like these guys are getting beat left and right. So they're like a decent team. Sydney Jones starts, and let's see. Um, his passer rating allowed in coverage is 112.3. It's not that good. Um, the other guy, is it DJ Reed Jr.? Is that what it is? Yes, yeah. sir. His passer rating in coverage is 83. So their corners are okay, right? That's actually so good. 83 is okay. 83 is good. Aren't they ranked? Aren't they ranked 31st in the in the pass? Their what's the problem? Their nickel corner is awful. Ugo Amadi. I mean, he's he's has a pass rating 106.7. Malcolm, I think what it is is just their scheme and their their defense. They don't really have they don't get pressure, and that kind of affects their corners and their linebackers. The the crazy the crazy thing is about the Seattle like the 31st ranked total defense, uh, 16th ranked rushing defense, 31th ranked passing defense, but. They only they're, they're seventh best in the league in giving points up in the league. They only you know have, why they only give up twenty points, twenty and a half points, because they're third in red zone defense. And they don't break, sense. I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the lines are thirty-one in red zone efficiency. On yeah. Defense. So uh, and also the Seahawks are ninth in third down defense, so that helps. They get off the field on third down, and they they play really well in the red zone. Yeah, this is a perfect example of Ben don't break for the Seattle Seahawks because every stat is low. Outside of the like the important stats, you know, uh, points given up, and that that ultimately ends up mattering at the end of the day. Like we can talk about all the stats we want, yeah. but they're they're the seventh best team in giving up the lowest amount of points in the league on the defense side of the ball. They give up a lot of yards, but they don't give up a lot of points. Yeah, so I mean that's what ultimately what matters at the end of the day. It's points and right. best. So you just got to get credit there. Uh, but and it's gonna be interesting because the Lions have struggled a lot in the red zone, especially when they get close. Uh, they're yeah. not being they're not being able to cash in, and I think if it's Tim Boyle, we've seen even you know more struggles in the red zone even oh with Boyle gosh. with Goff early in the year. Yeah, it was terrible, but as of recently, it's been a lot better with Goff in the red zone. Right. Yeah, then that that that's um big big um due to the play calling now. The play calling exactly. has made it a lot better um, from scoring in the red zone. Oh yeah, for sure. You know they're being more aggressive now, taking more shots, trusting they're getting the quarterback, created, putting their yeah. guys in space. We talked about all this. Yeah. Um, before they started doing that. Now they're doing that. Yeah, because before it was very predictable. It's like they're just going to run the ball and it's going to be third and long or third down and they're probably going to pass the ball. And, you know, it's very predictable. And so it's easy yeah. to stop, easier to stop. I, I think what's going on too is the Lions are not getting those third and longs. They're getting those third and medium, third and short. That's what's also allowing them to convert some of these. That is true. The when, you, when you're third and long, bro, um, it's hard to convert that because teams know what you're going to do. They're just going to play probably a deep zone or a two-man or cover two, something like that. They'd be like, all right, you get three, four yards, but you're not going to get a first down on us. Something I've noticed with DC a lot is when they get into like that third and manageable, it's like third and five, third and six. They'll usually still run the, the draw player, just like a run with like the inside zone with whoever the running back is. Like last couple weeks, has been Craig Reynolds in that spot. And – for the most part, like I know in the end of the game, I think the Falcons kind of seeked it out and they knew it was coming and they lost for three. But for the most part, 
um, they're converting on those like third and run, you know, those third and manageable runs. You know, they're getting either a first down or it's a very fourth and short, and they'll decide then if they want to kick a field goal or go for it. And for the most time, they've been going for it, and they've been pretty efficient as of recently. Yeah, because so, it's soft, softer box. When the box yeah. was soft, you mean you can, you can do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And what they would do is like they were talking about the broadcast that so they would pull Vitae. Now Vitae is missing, so it'll be interesting to do what they do this week with the running game because they like to pull Vitae a lot and run behind him. Now it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Vitae. Probably out this week. We'll see. Right now he's on the COVID list. We'll see what happens, though. And we were just talking about COVID. So the status could change right. for these guys sooner. So like, Yeah, like, you know, it, it looked like probably like if this was last week or two weeks ago, Josh Ronalds is probably like confirmed out at this point. But he has a legitimate shot to play this Sunday now. And that's why you should come in Twitter spaces and come for the live show and see the inactives. Wait, if he tested... I don't know when Vita, if he tested positive today, is that five days to Sunday? So Thursday, Friday, it's, Saturday, it's Sunday. Exactly five f- days. Or four, 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 four. four no, no, he Vita can't play then. Yeah. Unless Ryan, I unless he gets two negative tests twice. I think so unless he tests Thursday and Friday. And maybe he'd have Saturday to test negative. I believe he'd have to test negative him and uh Brockers in order to two negative tests for them to play. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably unlikely they play those two guys. But, but Reynolds, Reynolds has a shot. Yeah, Reynolds has a shot, and he's and when he's out there, the offense has been a lot better. You know, it, there's more attention to him, so it creates more space for the other guys like Amon Ra or whoever's out there in the receiving core. So, you know, he, he's been a crucial part of the offense since they've acquired him. Because he could stretch the field when they when they didn't have him, we didn't really have a guy who could stretch the field. He could take. I mean, we had Raymond, but Raymond didn't really scare you. Reynolds is a bigger guy. He's a little fat. He's like he's fast for his size. So you have a guy who can stretch the field, and that's what it is, man. Yeah. All right. Um, do you guys got anything else to add on the Seahawks? Or is that it? Uh, actually, actually, I actually want to bring up something really quick. Not, not really involving the Seahawks, but I just want to ask Pierre a question. Just something that me and Tyler were talking about last episode. Um, Derek Barnes, man. Um, snap count's been low. Are you concerned? Yeah. Uh, they said coming into the year, like they viewed this year as like a development year for him. Kind of just said, let him watch, like let him learn. I don't think they expected him to start. I'm not worried about Derek Barnes. No. Okay. Fourth round rookie out of Purdue, right? He just was playing edge, linebacker kind of. He's still learning the position. He's young. I'm not worried about it. Are you? I'm not. Tyler has to. Tyler has some concerns. Raising an an eyebrow. Just raising. I mean, it was. It's a fourth round pick, bro. Like, but they're playing uh, Anthony Pittman right now. Yeah. See, like, but yeah, like before the season, I didn't care because you had Jamie Collins, you had Alex Anzalone, and then you release Jamie Collins, you have Reese Maven and Alex Anzalone. I didn't care, but now we're at the point where the depth chart's so limited, and he's still getting less snaps than Anthony, Anthony Pimm. Yeah, Anthony Pimm. He's, he he's not ready. Yeah, Maybe he's not ready. Yet, right? He's not ready. He he played, I mean, and it's weird because like again, he played well. He got a, he got a sack, <laughs> he, but the thing is, he only had thirteen snaps. Yeah, they're slowly... the second worst linebacker in the league, though. He's what? He's the second worst linebacker according to Pro Football Focus. There's wow. been times where he's made plays. There's been times where he's been kind of lost. Um, His coverage grade is, is killing him. That's, 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 <laughs> that's, that's, why, that's why they don't play him because he still needs to work on his coverage a little. It's yeah, coverage grade is, is a 28.1 on Pro Football Focus. But it's that's a rating. Um, coverage. Let me see where that is. That's, that's uh, on the left side. Here, I'll pull it up. 
But his run defense is a 53.8, which is like league average. And then his so, pass rush grade is really good, 71.3. So his pass rating allowed in coverage is 140.6. That's really fucking bad. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I think 150-something is like a perfect pass rating. So, yeah, teams are basically like – Going at him, he's only had, he had a he's had 129 coverage snaps too. So that's probably why he's not playing Malcolm because they're working on his coverage. Yeah, it makes sense. He has yeah. five missed tackles, not bad. Um, 17 stops. He's only played uh, what is that? 213 plus 12 plus 129. He hasn't played that many snaps. Yeah, I know no, he isn't. Yeah, I know they've limited him every every single opportunity they have. I think they're gonna play him. It's always somebody else. It was Reese Mabin, and then it ended up being Anthony Pittman. Oh, no, not Reese Mabin. Reese Mabin didn't catch me off guard. Josh Woods, the one that caught me off guard originally, he played pretty well, and then he's out now. And then now it's Anthony Pittman's getting more of the snaps than the Derek Yeah, but you could see, like, linebacker is not really as important in this scheme as as DB is. I think safety and DB are more – because this scheme doesn't really rely on the linebackers as much. relies more on their DBs. But you still need, like, guys who could, like, plug in the runs, guys who could cover a little – I think Barnes will he'll, they'll work on it in the offseason. He'll get better next year. It's just kind of like we got we got to take it slow with him a little. It's going to be interesting. I was telling Malcolm that it's going to be interesting to see how they address the position in the offseason if they view him as a starter or if they're going to, you know, draft the guy somewhat early or sign a guy. It's, I I want to see how they're going to address the position or if they're going to maybe make him a starter going into the year. They've never really when when you look at the Rams history and the Saints history, they don't really value linebacker mm-hmm. that high. Um, obviously the Rams, they drafted Alec Ogletree a while back ago in the first round. Other than that, they haven't really drafted a linebacker high. I don't think the Saints have taken a, uh, a Mike linebacker high, like within the first two rounds. So, um, so we'll see how they address the position in free agency and then the draft. Cause they had a lot of picks. Before. Tyler, if Devin Lloyd, he's hard to pass on, man. I don't know if you guys have watched him a little. He's a dog it's from Utah, Utah right? Uh, absolutely, man. Yeah. He's fun. He's really fun. I don't even think he'll be there with the Rams pick. Or I think he'll be long gone by then. But I think I think fun. he'll be there. I think I think we have a shot to get him at the Rams pick. Depending, on, also, where the, depending on where the Rams pick. Keep an eye on the Georgia kid. Dean Michigan plays him this weekend. For all you guys that are watching, Dean is a good linebacker too out of Georgia. Georgia basically has an NFL defense. Their defense is really good. They're it's a tough game. matchup. It's a tough matchup for Michigan's offense. I'll say yeah, that. I'm excited for that game though. Yeah, that's that's gonna be exciting because you got one of the best offensive lines versus one of the best defenses. It's gonna be a fun one. I can't wait to see. I want to see if you guys are gonna be able to run it, run on them. They have a yeah. really good. They have a really good defense. They got yeah, Jordan no. Davis. Yeah, uh, big David Davis. Yeah, and and our run game has been effective all year. Doesn't really matter who we've played, but this is our definitely biggest task that we've played this year. But you might need be, your, your quarterback yeah. to ball out. Your quarterback might need to show his arm. Yeah, no, he's been playing better too the last. You know, especially the last end of the year, Ohio State came out big, and then obviously in the Big Ten Championship versus Iowa. I'm excited, man. That's a big game for Michigan fans, obviously, because they're actually playing in the game. But I would say Lions fans should keep an eye out for that game, not even if yes. you're a Michigan fan. Like Malcolm has no implication to – no connection with either team, Michigan or Georgia. But this is a game, for a draft perspective, you should definitely watch this game because there's a lot of prospects that could be on the table for the Lions this year. Yeah, I'll give you two more. Safeties. I think it's Lewis Klein or Lewis Sign. I forgot how to say his name. And then uh, Tyreek Smith. Lewis is probably a second or third round pick. Tyreek's more probably like a third or fourth, fifth round pick. But these are still NFL players. So their safeties are guys to keep an eye on. Yeah, man. I can't wait. I hope you guys pull it out, man. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, you have no connection. You're, you're super excited for this game. And I feel like a lot of people are like that. Even if you have no connection to Michigan or Georgia, this is like a super exciting game. I think just for football fans, it's a, it's an amazing game. I'm so excited to just watch it. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah, hopefully Michigan pulls it out. Yeah, I want, I want Michigan to pull it out, man. I, I want the Michigan versus Alabama matchup. Oh, yeah, we want Bama. Now we, we want don't. the Bearcats. We don't. <laughs> yeah, we don't. You want the Bearcats. You actually want the Bearcats. You don't want to see my dog Bryce Young, man. I'm going to be honest, bro. If we were to the Natty, I want you guys. In order to be the best, you got to beat the best. Right? Hey, and, and that's another potential draft pick. Not this year, but in 2023, if the Lions are in the quarterback market, that's another guy you could be watching out for, Bryce Young. I mean, Bryce, my dog, Bryce Young, man. This is hope. All these four teams, they have a lot of draftable prospects. Cincinnati has Majai Sanders, Desmond Ritter. Um, what's that? It's a big test for those boys, man. If those boys could keep it even close, I mean, you're going to have to start raising some eyebrows on those guys, too. It's like, okay. I mean, if Desmond yeah. Ritter balls out versus Alabama, there's going to have to be some serious consideration. Like, where do we rank Desmond Ritter going to the draft now? Right. Um, and then you have uh, obviously because, Alabama is loaded everywhere. Because right now, Desmond Ritter is ranked like what, the fourth or fifth quarterback right now? He's there all it, over the place it, with it, the it, it, it depends who you ask. I mean, every anybody you ask, they have a different perspective on the quarterbacks. There's not yeah, a Lawrence. Over. There's no Andrew Luck. It's just – it's whoever you view personally. Even kind of last year, I feel like we kind of all had different altering opinions like on how we rank the guys, and I feel like it's even even more chaos this year with the quarterbacks. I think – what's his name? I think Carroll's – I think he's the number one guy right now. Corral from uh, Ole Miss. Corral, yeah, yeah. It's Pickett and Corral. That's what I read. Like, yeah. Teams are, I, but like, I've I seen, know, I've man. seen, I've seen people say Willis. Like, everyone, everyone's everyone. Malik right Willis, now. Is the number Malik. one quarterback. I've not. I, 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 that's not my. Word. I'm saying I've seen those words around Twitter. Oh, he's uh, on Twitter. Draft now. He has a lot. He's like a Jordan Love. He's not a like, project. Not I'm like, saying, like legit. Well, yeah, no, like legit draft people. Now I'm saying not like, oh. you know, just a casual fan. Oh, you said like he's, legit draft people have yeah. Willis have as number one. He's he's a project man. He's like a he could be like a Jordan Love. He could take some time, and Jordan Love hasn't even really developed yet. He's Malik Willis. I mean, if you get him, if you get the best out of him, you're getting a superstar. He's he's a boomer bust to me. He got he got to show out in the Senior Bowl. Yeah, I miss I miss this bowl game because YouTube TV wanted to cancel ESPN <laughs> for the goddamn day. So <laughs> I was it, so mad. I got it, it back. It was Chris Sparrow from CBS Sports. He, he has Malik Willis as number one quarterback as of right now. Wow. What's his name? Uh, Chris Tresapero from CBS. I don't know who that is. Pierre doesn't know. I follow him on Twitter. <laughs> is he good? I mean. I think he's a good draft analysis. I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. He could yeah. have him at number one. I, I don't even think Malik Willis is a first-round pick. Like, yeah, like in this one, PFF has Matt Curl number one. Malik Willis is number five. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's all over. And where's, um, where, where, where's Desmond Ritter on that list? On this list, number four. Number four? four. Yeah, for, that's what I figured. Number four. Howell is two or three. Sammy Howell is three. Kenny Pickett's two. Two. That's That sounds about right, I guess. That yeah, sounds about right. I want to be, I want to be shocked, but yeah, if, if Desmond Ritter balls out against Alabama, yeah, he could shoot up. He could shoot up high. We got to get our guy Jordan Reed after the season ends and just see, he's got, he's, he's, he's big Mr. time now, man. He's Mr. Big, ESPN, time now. Mr. ESPN, uh, we, I could try, man. Uh, we got to, he's got to break down this class for me. I want to see his opinions on the quarterback. I, I usually trust him the most when it comes to that stuff. Cause I think he has the best eye. Like I, I usually agree with his eye the most. Mr. I mean, ESPN? he's. 
Good luck. I mean, he just got ESPN. Yeah, I, like there's a reason why I, I trust him a lot. He just got an ESPN job. <laughs> I mean, bro, like every year he tells keep an eye on this guy, keep an eye on this guy. He's and always then, like, right. For example, one year with Jeremy yeah. Chin, we're like, who the hell is that? We looked into him. He's like, keep an eye on the senior bowl. And then he ended up being like Tyler's, like one of Tyler's draft crushes. And then he comes out with Carolina, just balls out his rookie year. Yeah. Remember Yo, Chase Claypool? He told us about Chase Claypool. Told us about Chase Claypool too. We don't really know much about him. Yep. Told us about him. He's like, watch this kid. I've been watching. He said he'd been watching him since like he was in high school, right? In Canada yeah, or something. Canada, Canada, yeah. In Canada. Yeah. Yeah. So man, Jordan, I remember I I I gave him with I tried to give him a curveball. Let's see if he didn't know a prospect. I mentioned I don't know if you <laughs> Lions fans probably don't even remember who this is. Running back West Hills. You remember West Hills? Yeah. Yes. I'm like, all right, like Jordan, if you could tell me what school West Hills went to, I will be shocked. He goes, right away, slippery rock. So I'm like, what? <laughs> that's <laughs> it. I'm telling you, man. That's why he got a job with you. That's why he got hired by ESPN, man. That's his job, man. Yeah, he's it's, really good at his job, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an honor to get him back on, but I think it's gonna be a hard task. I'm yeah. pretty sure I'm getting his voicemail. Like, this is Jordan. Beep. I'm like, oh. hey Jordan, man. Hey Jordan, it's me, man. Can you <laughs> I'll say this about Jordan? Change his number. <laughs> I think he deserves to be a GM in the league. Wow. So I praise right there. No, he's he's a really smart kid. Smart guy, man. Smart I guy. really do. I mean, I don't know if he knows the pro side stuff. You could always hire a guy with the pro side, hire like a pro scouting guy or whatever. But he knows his he knows how to scout. He definitely yeah. does, yeah. That's how you work your way up, man. He knows how to scout, and I hope one day he becomes a GM, bro. I really do. I respect the hell out of that guy. Honestly, yeah. ESPN, ESPN's a dream job, though, man. Like you know, sometimes guys will reject, you know, playing opportunities, GM opportunities, coaching opportunities because ESPN's the dream. I don't yeah. think he would. I don't think he'd reject. It. I think he'd take that. I think his dream is probably to become a GM right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What? <laughs> We have to get him on, man. We have to get him on. We'll talk about the draft a little. Maybe after the playoffs, right? After the playoffs, yeah, well, maybe is a good time. Yeah, once we get closer like to the Senior Bowl and all that stuff, I think we are get Jordan on. Or at least try to get Jordan on. He'll come on, man. He loves coming on our show. Hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. Would ESPN allow? Because I know ESPN is strict. Remember, we had like people from ESPN say like they have to ask their bosses or whatever. We'll see how that works. So No, what's it called? Was it able to do our show all the time? Yeah, Michael Roth. That's right. So he'll be fine. Jordan, yeah, right. hopefully, yeah. if, if 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 he has time. So we we got some draft talking. We got some Lions, Seahawks, and COVID. We had some COVID <laughs> stuff. We had a little uh, stuff about Jordan Reed. Stay tuned for that. Hopefully, we get him on. This episode was a little bit everywhere, but I kind of enjoyed it. It was it was good. You know, we we, we went we, too, we, we we bounced around a bunch of different topics. It reminds me of just like a normal episode here. We call it barbershop talk, and I yep. just kind of like it, you know, just going back and forth, talking about topics, talking about perspectives, talking about my hatred for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, it, it, this is a great episode, so I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. So, with that being said, come join us Sunday. Uh, the time's gonna be a little altered because it is a four o'clock game, so Twitter Spaces will probably kick off around three o'clock. I would say uh, yep. we'll, probably, we'll probably be live around that time. Usually it's twelve o'clock, but since with the being a four o'clock game, we'll probably be live around three. We'll know the enactments by then and have all the updates of what's going around COVID-wise with Josh Reynolds, Hell Booty Biotech, whoever is on the list, and Jared Goff with his injury. We'll know more on Sunday. So stay tuned for that, guys. And with that being said, I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, guys, hope you all had a great Christmas, great holidays. Happy New Year's. Hope you're all staying safe during this time. And I'm out. Peace. Go Blue. Yes, sir. All right, right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm, and I'm out, man. Happy New Year. Peace.